Welcome to this special episode of the Hair of the Dog podcast. This particular episode is a call that we had as a members only call inside the Hair of the Dog Academy in which Jeff Brown comes and tells us all about how to start to leverage LinkedIn to grow your pet photography business. Now, if you're like me, maybe you created a LinkedIn profile years ago, probably haven't logged in in many years. I mean, truly, I don't think I've logged in in about three years. <laughs> but did you know that LinkedIn is an incredible resource that you can use to market your business? And it is full of people that are professionals that are really our target market. And here's the other great bonus. Hardly any photographers, especially pet photographers, are using it. So this particular episode is a replay from a free training that Jeff did inside the Hair of the Dog Academy. It's only available for a limited time, though. This will be coming down on June 26th. So make sure you listen to it now so that you have a chance to get this incredible knowledge. And if you're loving this and you're like, oh, man, this sounds really great. This sounds like just the thing that I need to grow my business, go ahead and join us for a deeper dive into LinkedIn. It's going to be a two-day training that we're going to be holding on June 26th and June 27th. If you join us on this free training and you're really loving what you're learning and you think this could be a great addition to your marketing chest for marketing your business, uh, you definitely want to check out our bonus training. It's going to be two full classes on June 26th, 27th, an hour and a half each day, just enough time to really get deeper into it. But it's not going to be like too overwhelming that you have this giant like eight part class that you have to watch to implement. I'm going to be hosting it with Jeff. I'm actually going to be going through it as well to set up my LinkedIn because like I said, I haven't logged in in a lot of years. So let's set it up together. If you would like to have more information about that, just jump over to www.hairofthedogacademy.com slash LinkedIn, and you can register for free to watch, again, this replay that you're listening to the audio now, but if you want to watch the video version, go there and opt in. And then you can also see more details about how to join us for this deeper dive training that will be held on June 26th and 27th. So just jump on over to www.hairofthedogacademy.com slash LinkedIn. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you're a pet photographer ready to make more money and start living a life by your design, you've come to the right place. And now your host, pet photographer, travel addict, chocolate martini connoisseur, Nicole Begley. Good morning, everyone. We've got our guest instructor here today, Jeff Brown. He's going to be covering the topic of LinkedIn. He's going to cover the fundamentals of the platform, as well as how to make your profile appeal to ideal clients and how to um, post the right sort of content to increase engagement. And Jeff has written a number of best-selling books. He's covered the topics of goal setting, websites, and his LinkedIn book has tens of thousands of um, purchases. So I'm going to turn it over to Jeff. And if you have any questions, feel free to add them in the chat. And then if you want to ask a question live, we'll save those for the end. So add in the chat and I'm turning it over to Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. So hi, everybody. Um, so yeah, so I'm Jeff Brown. I'm a mentor based in uh, the UK. Uh, I work with photographers in around 20 plus countries. 
for OM Systems, which is uh, the new brand of uh, Olympus camera. And I've recently been the president of the BIPP, which is the British in, uh, British Institute of Professional Photography. So, um, so I do. I'm a photographer myself. My background is in photography. I used to be a Royal Navy photographer. I served for 10 years and then came out and set up my own photography businesses. And I had five very successful businesses in different niches. And then in 2016, I went on to to mentoring. And uh, I still do a little bit of photography, mainly for myself now. I have two weddings this year. Uh, those will be the last of my commercial um, sort of paid photography jobs. And now I just do uh, mentoring, help and advise photographers and, and take pictures for my own enjoyment so out of interest uh, you can pop in the chat are you on linkedin do you have a, a linkedin profile is it a platform that you've dismissed and you don't really understand um linkedin is uh, is a fantastic platform it's really an underutilized platform uh for for photographers and um, because most people barely use it and those who do use it tend not to use it correctly. They don't really understand about it. Uh, I see a lot of you saying, yes, uh, yes, you've got a platform. A couple of people said that you love it. Other people saying that they don't really know how to use it. And um, we're going to go through this um, as we go through the presentation. So this is an introduction into the fundamentals of LinkedIn, what the platform is, how to set up your profile, what sort of content you should be posting on LinkedIn. And then in June, I'm going to be coming back and doing a, a, a two-day workshop on LinkedIn, which is what I call uh, the LinkedIn uh, domination workshop. This is how to completely dominate LinkedIn. I have close to 60,000 followers on LinkedIn, and I get more opportunity and more work from LinkedIn than I do all my other social media uh, and all my other activities put together. And the good thing about it is I don't actually pay a penny. I don't do LinkedIn ads. I don't have a LinkedIn premium account. I've just got the free LinkedIn account. Um, and I generate all this opportunity as well as clients. I write for magazines. I have sponsorships, affiliates. LinkedIn is a platform not just to find clients, but to liaise with other businesses and create a lot of opportunity. It's something that you can't really get from likes of Instagram and Facebook. And for that reason, it's so valuable. So when we do this course back in June, uh, the two-day course, we'll be going really into the LinkedIn influencer style um, creation of, a, of, a, of a, a profile, what to post, how to post it, when to post it how to do LinkedIn company pages, your newsletters, everything. And uh, there's a couple of offers for that. We've got an offer on for, uh, and the program is normally $197, but we're going to give uh, $100 off for Hell of the Dog Academy members. Uh, so there you get that for just $97. And I think uh, Amanda's going to talk about this uh, towards the end and, and give those discount codes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen and run through a PowerPoint. Um, just go over and open this PowerPoint. And then if you do have any questions, as I say, pop them in the chat. Uh, they'll get relayed over to me because as I'm doing this uh, slideshow, um, um, 
as I'm doing the slideshow, then I can't actually physically see anything. All I can see is, is the slide itself. So we're going to start this from the beginning. I'll just minimize this. Can, can everybody see this? Can you see the, uh, the slide okay? Just, yeah, it's uh, working fine, Jeff. Thanks. Brilliant. Brilliant. Great. So I'll just move this out of the way. So LinkedIn is the world's biggest and fastest growing professional network. So that is the difference between likes of LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram. LinkedIn is a professional networking platform. People are going here to build relationships. That's the really important thing. People aren't actually going here to sell. People are going here to build relationships, get to know people and build a professional network. And we're going to talk about how to maximize your presence on LinkedIn in 2023. So just a few stats for you about LinkedIn, because you, you might not be aware of these. So just so LinkedIn currently has over 875 million users, and it's growing as a target user uh, goal of 2 billion users. Its brand awareness is actually better in the UK than the US, but its top areas for use are the US, the UK, and then uh, and in India. And it's very, very big in Europe too. 60% of LinkedIn users are between 25 and 35. So that is a really good age group for, uh, you know, for family portraits, for pet photography, for, for, for uh, weddings. 93% of B2B marketers use LinkedIn in 2022. And the good thing about a LinkedIn profile is you can find out a lot more about somebody from their LinkedIn profile than you can from their website. A website is very static. It just tells people what that person wants you to know, you know, what's actually on the website. But if you go to, say, for instance, my LinkedIn profile, you'll be able to find everything about me for the past five or six years that I've been on there. You can see all my content. You can see how I respond and interact with other people. So it gets you, it gives you a good idea of the type of person behind the profile and behind the brand. It's really, really powerful. LinkedIn is what is known as a long form content platform. So LinkedIn much prefers longer form content. It's not one of these platforms that just likes short, uh, short Post it likes it's a storytelling platform. It let people like to to read stories on LinkedIn. Forty five percent of LinkedIn content readers are in top executive jobs. Uh, LinkedIn is uh, twenty years old in May two thousand and twenty three, and it was bought by Microsoft for a cool twenty six billion pounds. And out of interest. Um, LinkedIn, just to give you some of the demographics, uh, LinkedIn earners earn around $87,000 a year. That's the average wage earning uh, amount on LinkedIn. And 41% of millionaires use the profile. So the key for success in LinkedIn is to niche. If you want to stand out, you've got to be niching. And I see so many photographers on LinkedIn who class themselves as maybe a freelance photographer or just a generalist photographer. 
And this is something I teach people in my own uh, mentoring program. You know, the, the, the key to success is to build your brand and niche and specialize. So if you want to charge a premium, your brand must look premium. It's the colors, it's the fonts, it's the feel, it's the message, it's what you do. Um, and in order to really connect with people, you have to niche because you can't, you can't be special and try to appeal to everyone. If you try to be, appeal to everyone, you actually become special to no one. And then all you can do is sell on price a lot. So on LinkedIn, you need to niche down to standard. When you niche, you become known as a specialist. So that really helps you stand out. You can sell directly the benefits of your services because you know who you're targeting and you know what your clients want. You're not trying to sell event photography, wedding photography, pet photography, commercial photography. You can easily overcome a client's buying fears because you know what's stopping them buying. So everybody has a buying fear. You know, if you're a wedding photographer, that buying fear may, oh, you know, I don't want, I don't want to, the day to be a hassle. I hate getting my photograph taken. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to be dragged from pillar to post by a photographer. If you're a pet photographer, you might, you know, and and you might understand that your client's biggest fear are my dog just won't sit still. My dog can't be off the lead or can't be off the leash. I, I understand this because I've got a crazy Springer Spaniel who just won't sit still. Niching allows you to charge a premium and allows you to really sell the benefits of what you do. Like I said, when you niche, you can specialize and narrow right down. And with niching, I just have to move this uh, little thing here at the, on the screen that's in my way. Niching allows you to be much more desirable. Now, in photography, photography can be sold for two reasons. It can either be sold for an emotional reason or it can be sold for a solution to a need. So emotional reasons, emotional photography is photography such as wedding photography, pet photography, portrait photography, baby photography. Solution-based photography is um, solving a problem. And that problem is usually to do with brand recognition, um, reach, relevance online, visibility, or money. And the type, this type of photography is like brand photography, corporate photography, headshot photography, food photography. Your people are buying this for a reason. People are, people are buying food photography, not because they want pretty pictures. People are buying food photography because they want more bums on seats in the restaurant. They want more engagement in their social media. So you first of all decide who your ideal client type is. And obviously as pet photographers, you can take two different approaches to this. You can have a commercial pet photography brand who is dealing with businesses. So you could utilize your LinkedIn profile to sell to pet-related businesses or businesses that use animals within their marketing. And this is becoming really, really big. Funny enough, uh, I, I did an interview for Olympus uh, only this week with Michael Puck from Global Dog Art. And if you don't know Michael, check out Michael Puck from Global Dog Art or just type in on Google. Uh, Michael Puck's uh, TEDx talks, and he talks about the power and emotion of using animals in advertising and in marketing. And brands like, say, for instance, Jaguar F-Pace and Barber Clothing, they all use people with animals in their marketing because their ideal client types are outdoorsy, dog lovery type people. So you do have the option to utilize LinkedIn for commercial photography as well as selling direct to 
your ideal clients. And remember, your ideal clients are on LinkedIn. Just because they're business people, it doesn't mean they don't have pets, they don't have kids, they don't have daughters getting married. What they're looking for is people to build relationships with and people buy from people who they know, like, and trust. They would much rather do business with somebody they met on LinkedIn and they understand and they know than doing a blind Google search. So this is, that's what LinkedIn is all about. It's about building relationships with people. Hey, Jeff, it's Amanda. Every once in a while, you get a little bit muffled. It's not happening very often. It's like less than 5% of the time. But I think it's maybe when you're far away from your microphone. I don't know what's causing it. I'll get a little bit closer in. All right, thanks. So um, one benefit-related profile. So he's an example of one of my clients. Karen Richards is a headshot photographer in uh, Nashville in Tennessee. So her profile is benefit-related. This is her profile, profile headline here. And she said right at the very top of the banner, does your headshot stop the scroll? And it says Karen Richard Nashville headshot and branding photographer. So straight away, I can see where she's based and what she actually does. Now, this bit here, this is what is called the professional headline. Now, what do is they put their name here, so they'll just have, you know, um, Mary Smith. And then their professional headline, they will just put their job title, photographer or freelance photographer. It doesn't say who you are and what you really do. But by putting, by Karen putting her name and job title in the same bit here. So what she's done is she's put first name is Karen L. Richard hyphen. And as surname, she's put Nashville Headshot and Branding Photography. If you look at my profile, my first name is Jeff Brown. So I put my first name and surname in the first name title. And in the surname title, I put photography mentor and author. So straight away, when people look at my profile, they can see what, what, my, what I do. But this is the important bit here. What I do for them, you put the benefits you bring to the client. So she said, I create outstanding headshots that are guaranteed to get you noticed and stop the scroll. So she's selling the benefits of a headshot photography straight away in that professional headline area. And that's really, really important because that makes that makes a big impact. So make your profile highly desirable to your ideal client. Make it about them. Don't make it about you. How do you help them? What do you actually do for them? You know, you help, um, you help, you know, dog crazy dog owners or, or dog loving dog owners create beautiful wall art they can treasure for years to come or beautiful wall art of their four-legged friend that they can treasure for years to come. That's what you do. How do you help them? How do you overcome their fears? So this, again, it goes into your profile. When you're filling out the about section of your profile, you don't talk about yourself and say, I got my first camera when I was 17. It was a film camera. I used to play around in the dark room. That's not of interest to your client. You talk to them about how you can help them. You see, you specialize in helping people with high energy, excitable dogs. It doesn't matter if your dog can't sit still. In fact, It's even better if it can't, because what you want is to capture the true personality and character of the dog. If your dog is fun and energetic and lively, that's the dog we're going to photograph. 
We're not going to try and make it sit and pose if it can't. So overcome their fears, because this is potentially what is something that is blocking somebody from coming along and getting that portrait, pet portrait shoot done in the first place. And what benefits do your service provide? So if you're selling wall art, sell that right from the very beginning. Don't just try and sell the photo shoot at the beginning. Sell the experience. So sell a photo experience, not a photo shoot, because it sounds much more luxurious. It sounds better. And also sell the idea of owning the wall art, because if you just sell the shoot and then try and sell the wall art afterwards, then it's going to make the job a lot harder. So right from the very beginning, tell people that you create beautiful wall art for families to display and enjoy. You create wall art that of your four-legged friend that even when you've had the worst day at work, you've come in and your boss has peed you off and you've had a, a really crap day and the weather's been horrendous outside. You can sit down in your, your living room with a big mug of coffee, look up at this beautiful picture of your dog and it brings a smile to your face. It uplifts your spirits. It, it uplifts your mental health. It makes you smile even on a crap day. It personalizes your house. It turns your house stopping. It creates that wow factor. So everybody who comes in here goes, wow, I love that. Oh, my God, doesn't Buster look fantastic? Think about the benefits that your services provide. You're not just selling the shoot. You're selling the enjoyment. The shoot is just the first step to the end product, the enjoyment and the benefit that they will they will receive at the end. So your profile needs to be about this. So last year, LinkedIn brought on what is called creator mode. And when you look at your profile halfway down or about a third of the way down your profile, you will see your dashboard. Uh, and towards the end, we'll bring up uh, a LinkedIn profile. And if you have any questions, I can show you some live examples. Now, creator mode allows people to grow more followers and it allows you to channel your content more to the people who will actually like it. So one of the things you need to do is switch creator mode on. Creator mode helps you gain more reach and get more eyes on their content, but more importantly, grow their following faster. So I have close to 60,000 followers on LinkedIn. There's a lot of people following my content. And the thing with LinkedIn is if you don't grow your following, your content will only ever be getting out to the same amount of people. But you do have a potential on LinkedIn to reach a huge amount, a phenomenal amount of people very, very quickly. So I always say with LinkedIn, you've got to take it from two, two, um, two strategies, passive marketing and active marketing. So passive marketing is posting content, posting content on a regular basis. People will see that, will engage with that, will get to get to know, like, and trust you. The active side of things is connecting with people because there's no good connecting with people if you're not posting content, but it's no good posting content and not growing your audience at the same time. So you need to do both. Mode, it makes it easier for people to follow you because your default button on your LinkedIn profile at the top turns to follow as opposed to connect. People are much more likely to follow the follow you than connect with you. And the reason being is people feel it's a little bit safer to follow somebody. They're not connecting. When you connect with somebody, you can message them backwards and forwards through LinkedIn without any restrictions. 
if you just follow somebody or they follow you, that person can't message you directly unless they send you a LinkedIn in-mail. And you're only limited to 15 LinkedIn in-mails per month unless you go to the premium option. So it just means it's a little bit easier for people. They, they, they know that if they follow you, they're not going to get spammed. But then eventually, when people start to see content and engage with you and like and trust you, they'll quite easily connect with you. LinkedIn Creator Mode allows you to put in the related hashtags that your content goes to. So basically, if you go to a profile and you see underneath on Karen's previous uh, previous slide, you'll see the hashtags. They're called talks about hashtags. And this gives people an idea of the type of content that you produce and what you talk about. Now, what you want to do is you want to be utilizing hashtags that you believe that your ideal clients are following. So potentially your ideal clients aren't going to be following hashtags like dog photography or photography, but if they're dog lovers or outdoorsy people, then those are the hashtags that they're going to be following. So they're going to be following maybe animal welfare, dogs, the outdoors, countryside. Think about the types of hashtags that these people are following because when people set up a LinkedIn profile, one of the things LinkedIn asks is for you to select the types of hashtags that you'd like to follow. You're basically tailoring your newsfeed content to say, show me stuff about this. So for example, imagine if you're a business owner. If you're a business owner and uh, account, you're potentially going to follow hashtags that might be business, success, entrepreneurship. You might follow geographical hashtags. So if your business is in London, you might follow the hashtag London. Unless you are a business owner who's really interested in photography, you're not going to follow the hashtag photography, headshot photography, dog photography, because those are the hashtags that photographers follow. So by utilizing photography hashtags, you're probably only going to start getting your content in front of other photographers. So be really, really, uh, really think about who your ideal client type is. And that way you can tailor your hashtags that you use in your posts and also on your, on your talks about hashtags in creator mode so it gets in front of the right people. And on creator mode, uh, your featured section, so your featured section in your profile, and we'll, sh we'll show an example of this, moves up just below your header section. So you can use your featured section as a call to action. So one of the great things about your featured section is it allows you to um, upload links. So you could have a link to your online diary. You could have a link to your website. So when you create a post on LinkedIn, instead of saying, um, use the link below to book an appointment or check out my website and put the URL in there, you can just say, check out my featured section to book a call or visit my website. By doing that, you're not putting an outbound link in your content. LinkedIn is like Facebook. If you put outbound links in your posts, it will reduce the organic reach. The reason being is LinkedIn doesn't want somebody clicking on a link in the post and leaving the platform. LinkedIn makes money when people are in the platform engaging in it. It doesn't want people, it's very similar to Facebook, it doesn't want people leaving the platform. And you can build your profile and authority by doing LinkedIn Lives and LinkedIn audio events. And I do LinkedIn Lives, and it's really a great way to get in front of your ideal client. 
LinkedIn Live. So it's basically going live on LinkedIn and not many people use this. So you can pretty much guarantee that your competitors, other dog photographers, aren't doing this. We've got a question from Diane. She's asking in the creator mode, where are these sections? I have my LinkedIn open, but have no idea how to find creator mode or the featured section. Uh, so what we'll do, Diane, just remind me at the very end and we'll go back and I'll show you some examples. So um, so as soon as we finish this PowerPoint, we'll go back to the very end. I'll show you some examples of other photographers and I'll show you where to find the featured section and also um, to switch on your creative mode as well. Perfect. And so then Lisa's asking, oh, we've yep. got a question from Lisa Peterson. Is your profile a company profile or a personal one? So great question. Great question. Personal profile is, is the main thing you should be doing. So you have a personal profile. So I have my own personal profile, which is Jeff Brown, the photographer's mentor. But then I have a photographer's mentor company page. You People do business with and engage with personal profiles. Your company page is a bit like a website, a mini website on LinkedIn. Uh, I still post to my company page, but I post to my um, personal profile first. That's the main thing. That's what I try and grow. I have close to 60,000 followers on my personal profile, but my my company page probably has about 1,000 followers and it gets very low engagement, but it just acts as a sign of authority. And company pages um, are great because you can set up company page newsletters, which we'll talk about in the next slide. And this is something we deep dive into in the, the LinkedIn domination um, uh, workshop as well. So most of the stuff I'm talking about here is posting from your personal profile. That so one thing I would recommend that you do is to post personal content regularly. Now, this, this as you see here, this example uh, on the, the right-hand side, you know, this got 10,000, nearly 10,000 uh, views, 132 comments, 282 uh, engagements. Now, this was a personal uh, a personal post that I talked about um, my struggles with depression and how I, I went through a business venture that lost me £160,000. This was back in 2015. I tried to take my own life and then, you know, changed direction, went into the mentor and I actually had a decided to buy a food pub, which was one of the stupidest ideas I've ever had in my life. And it all went completely wrong in 12 months. But then I talked about how that failure that moment where I tried to drive my car off a bridge and woke up the next day and then got this huge sort of shock and realization, Jeff, what the hell were you doing? You know, you need to ch change your life around. That failure was probably the best failure I've ever had in my life because it led to a whole new direction and, and the success that I've enjoyed now. So post regular content, post personal content. Uh, I've just been away for a week last, last week in Europe. So a truck in Europe, uh, uh, on a motorbike, on my motorbike, taking loads of pictures uh, for uh, Olympus because I'm an Olympus ambassador and po posted those on LinkedIn. And they got some great engagement. It's building relationships. I do pictures of myself and my daughter, myself and my dog, pictures of something I might have made in the kitchen. People buy from people they like. So it's all about personality. Yes, do your businessy posts, but let people see the other person behind the behind the behind the camera and the funny thing is this this month inside my own private group the awesome photographers group that is one of my month 
photographers I'm working with on a one-to-one basis to get their faces out there, tell stories, put yourself out there. And I've just actually done a really embarrassing post today, which I might show you when we go on. And it's a picture of me at 17-year-old with hair. And it's really bad hair as well because it was 1987. Um, Meeting Prince Charles when I set up my first business uh, on the Princess Trust at the age of 17. But it's a people just people build relationships and do business with people who they like and trust you don't want to do business with somebody you don't like and you'd much rather do business with a person who you've built that relationship up with and and this is so so powerful so share personal stories about overcoming failure share personal stories about inspiration or whatever your fears are put yourself out there don't be afraid to do it share motivational tales and weekly wins it might be a simple weekly win, like, great, you know, this week I've done, every day I've done 10,000 steps. I set myself a goal and I've done it. This motivates other people. And that's what I try to do with my po- my own profile is to make it motivational, inspirational, add a bit of fun, add a bit of humor. And I also share a load of business tips as well. Share local landmarks, landscapes, and history. Now, if, say, for instance, you're a pet photographer in Boston, you could go around and take some pictures of local landmarks in Boston and research. And then if you're connecting with other pet-related businesses and, and business owners in Boston, and then you put a, um, a a picture up that is maybe the harbour or something like that, and you tell a bit of a story about it, they will recognise that picture and probably engage with it because it's something that is familiar to them. And this is quite fun to do as well, because you get to do a bit of research. You tell a bit of a story. Did you know this bridge was built in 1857? Blah, blah, blah. Tell a bit of a story and then always ask a question at the end. Share selfies and funny stories. People love funny stories. And again, it builds that personality and makes you, changes you from a a logo to a real person. And it's funny, the amount of people who've actually come on to um. Uh, free mentoring calls with me because I offer a 30 minutes free mentoring advice call. They've come onto a call with me and they go, hi, Jeff, how are you doing? Did you have a nice holiday? How's your daughter keeping? Oh, how's, how's Charlie the dog? They know all this from my posts. And you feel like you're speaking to a friend and it makes the sales aspect so much easier. People convert over without me even selling, um, which is great because I'm a crap salesman anyway. So it, it you know, pe- like I said, people buy from people who they know, like and trust. So be authentic, be yourself, be personal. You will get the odd LinkedIn police people who say, oh, that type of post should only be on Facebook. Well, they haven't got the idea of Facebook, of of LinkedIn. LinkedIn is about relationships, being yourself, being authentic, being personal, being funny. Right. So these people uh, are probably very much a recruiting platform. It's not a recruiting platform now. It's a networking platform. We've got a question from Ashley related to what you just mentioned. Could you make your business LinkedIn a personal one so that they see who is behind the scenes or wait, so they see who is behind the business itself or would that be considered unprofessional? Oh, um, so you've got your personal page. So um, one of the things to, to be aware of is if if you're if you set up your LinkedIn account, if you can set up your LinkedIn account as who you are. So say for instance, you're Ashley 
and it's very friends pet photography. So you could set up your personal profile as Ashley, Ashley Smith, uh, pet photographer, and you will then have a company page called Furry Friends Pet Photography. Now, I know some people do work a daytime job and then they do their pet photography uh, as a side business at the moment until they can, they've got enough customers in to tell the boss where to go time. So what I would say is if, unless it's set in your, your terms and contract of your employment, you know, that you have to have a LinkedIn profile for your, for the, for the boss that you're working for, then make your LinkedIn profile about photography. Don't make it about the company that you work for. You don't want to be having a company page and then be connected to being a, a an IT specialist at this particular company. Just most companies don't require you to have a LinkedIn profile. So it's it's your own personal LinkedIn profile. Make it about you as a photographer and what you do for your ideal clients. She just added a Does note here. Yeah, I think yes yeah. and no. She added a note. I'm a pet photographer and a travel nurse. So I'm hitting two completely different aspects. So I think from what she's saying, she might want to keep the nurse as part of her profile with recommendations do you have for someone that's kind of wants to stay involved in both markets is it possible i would say potentially look at where most of your revenue or most of the need for that linkedin profile is is required so say for instance you want to become a full-time photographer and you're currently getting maybe 60 percent of your your own personal income comes from photography to buy another 40% from your other business, then why not make your LinkedIn profile all about the photography aspect, then create a company page for that other uh, that other job that you have? Because what you want to do is get that, well, you know, once you get that that photography income up to 80, 90%, then you might be able to move away from that other job anyway. Or you could get that income, you know, you could just, if you create a really premium brand, and a premium a premium feel and you connect better with your ideal clients, then you can charge a lot more. So you might still do the same amount of shoots, but you might actually earn more money uh, and then still be able to do two jobs. So it really depends on how much you want to put into where you want to be or what your goal is for the future. If your goal is to be a full-time photographer, then I would say your profile should be about being a photographer and then create a company page for the secondary job that you're doing. Yeah, she just responded, heading towards the photography side since I'm trying to do that direction anyway. Brilliant. Thank you for clarifying more. It really helps. Great. Now, when it comes to LinkedIn posting, you can actually now schedule on LinkedIn. Uh, This is some uh, recently. uh, It's it's what's called a gradual rollout. So I do know some people who don't have it yet. And you'll see this little schedule uh if you go into the 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 mobile app um the good thing about this is it allows you to schedule your posts in advance because i know with working with photographers in over 20 countries worldwide one of the biggest problems they have is consistency and i have this saying and i say this all the time to people i work with is visibility is credibility and credibility leads to authority. And you might want to even write that down, stick that on your desk, right? So visibility is credibility. Credibility leads to authority. 
the more visible you become, the more people are going to see you. And provided you're putting the right sort of content out there that connects with people, you know, people start to like you, people start, they will then purchase with you or then you will get more opportunity coming your way. The more visibility you get, the bigger your network will grow. The more credible you become because you have a bigger network. So because I have a big following, I carry quite a bit of weight because people go, wow, you know, 60,000 people follow him. He must be good at what he does. So that gives you more authority and ultimately allows you to charge more. And that is what any influencers or any thought leaders do. They are very visible. They build up their following on a consistent basis. So every single person who's on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, they all started with an account with one follower. But it was their consistency that led them to where they are and their authenticity and being the person that they are, the quality of their posts. Usually, you know, with regards to LinkedIn, I say maybe do one sales post every month. Right? I actually probably do about three sales posts a year. That's it. Yeah, I get so much from LinkedIn without even selling because people know what I do. They don't need to be told. So one of the things you do is create a schedule. Spend a day, maybe Monday, right? I'm going to book out Monday morning and I'm going to start scheduling my LinkedIn posts. Consistency produces results. You need to be seen to succeed. You can be the best photographer in the world, but if people can't see you and they don't know who you are, you're not going to succeed. It's the ones who are visible and the ones who are consistent. And quite often, you don't have to be an amazing photographer. I wasn't an amazing photographer. Now, I was a good photographer. I was a military trained photographer. I was a good photographer, but I had a really strong brand and we were consistent. So schedule your post directly through LinkedIn in advance. Take a day, half a day a week or Sunday evening and schedule your post. Now, LinkedIn is longer form content. So it's tell stories, who, what, where, when, why. Most of my LinkedIn posts are about a thousand characters in length. And I only post about three to four times a week. So LinkedIn is not of Instagram. You don't have to be on it constantly. And if I get a really good engaging LinkedIn post, that post will carry on in the newsfeed for anything up to a month. So it, it is very, very powerful. Create pieces of content about three or four times each week. Uh, LinkedIn classes a content creator as somebody who posts about 16 times per month. But this is sort of like from LinkedIn's stats. You can theme your days if you struggle for ideas. And this is a really good way just to overcome that um, blank screen syndrome where they're sitting there going, God, what the hell am I going to talk about today? So you could say, right, Monday is Motivational Monday. I'm going to do a motivational quote or a motivational piece. Tuesday might be a top tip, top tip for your industry. You know, I'm talking about dog training or um, how to take better pictures of your dog with your iPhone. So Tuesday could be a top tip day. Wednesday, you might have as a day off. Thursday might be a customer testimonial or talking about a shoot that you've done and share some images. Picture. And if you want to do a post on a Saturday, you might want to do a personal post. You might be out hiking and you do a selfie with you and the dog and you tell a little bit of a story. Instantly, Saturdays, weekends work really well on LinkedIn because 
hardly anybody posts. So when you do post on a weekend, you do get a lot of engagement because even though not many people post, a lot of people actually do check into LinkedIn and, and see what's going on. So quite often you can do a post on a weekend on LinkedIn that gets a massive amount of engagement and then even more on a Monday when people come back. So sometimes Saturdays are really good for, for giving you your post a kickstart for the following week. Lisa's asking. And then save. Yep. Oh, I was going to say, Lisa said she missed it. How many characters in the ideal post? Was it a thousand words or? So um, I, I tend to be, my, my posts tend to be about a thousand to 1400. Um, if you look at my, if you just go to my my profile now, you know, at Jeff Brown, the photographer's mentor, and look at some of my posts, they're all nicely spaced out. So every every two or three lines of text, I'll do two line returns down. Uh, I use emojis in there. I make it really, really easy to read because it's longer form content. You don't want it all bunched up together and you want to highlight and bullet point stuff. So I'll show you a few examples when we, when we come off this. Related one great to this, thing to do is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to say related to this topic too. Juliana is asking, should we use the same or different content that we might use on Instagram or Facebook? So. My tech, my my technique, I tell all my clients, write for LinkedIn first because LinkedIn is longer form content. So tell your story. Right? People love stories. Great headlines. Start with a really good headline that draws people in. So think about your headline because they'll see the picture. Then the headline will draw them in. So like I had, you know, that picture that I just showed you where, you know, I talked about my my struggle with depression. The headline for that was when I woke up, I couldn't stop crying. And then I had a little sad emoji face. And then I spaced two lines down and it said, see in the post, click to see more. So if somebody saw that picture of me, well, there's Jeff. When I woke up, I couldn't stop crying. What could he not stop crying about? It's creating, that's what I call uh, um, an inquisitive headline. It's people like, oh, right. You know, so I, I couldn't believe what was in the box when I opened it. Space down, space down. I had this dog in the studio the other day. You know, we won't believe what happened. Space down, space down. Get that headline to draw people in, right? So you can make like a statement headline or, you know, this is by far the best X that I've ever tried. That's a statement headline. So you can have an inquisitive headline, a statement headline. Headline really helps. Then space that content out nicely and then give a call to action at the end. Ask people. So today's post that I posted about Prince Charles, I talked about how, um, passion always outstrips qualifications and then i says do you agree what are your thoughts on this so always ask people to comment on your post get them to because linkedin is a comment driven platform it loves comments it loves people talking post with 600 likes and two comments that is not as strong as a post with 50 comments and 100 likes linkedin will favor the news feed for posts with engagement because it knows when people are talking and typing on LinkedIn, relationships are being built. And from a business point of view, it's that discussion and those comments that lead to building relationships. And then when you type up these posts, save them in a Word document because if you have a 1,000 followers today and then in six months' time you have 1,500 followers, 500 people might never have seen those posts that you created three months ago. So make your life a bit easier and repurpose those posts. Um, it's all, I'm all for doing stuff that's really easy. You know, you don't want to be, and yes, I sell marketing and, and branding and stuff, but you know, my own marketing, I probably spend about an hour 
a day, four days a week on my own marketing. You got to you got to make it easy for yourself. Diane's asking, does the algorithm change as often as on Meta platforms? So I'm Facebook. Sorry, I, I, so does the algorithm? I, I oh, does the algorithm that. change as often as it does on the Meta platforms with Facebook and Instagram? So um, basically, the uh, the LinkedIn algorithm is like I say, it's a comment driven algorithm. So it's looking for comments and discussion. It's also looking for longer form content. And the algorithm works on something which which is called velocity. So um, velocity is basically how much engagement you get on your post within the first hour or two hours from it going live. So one of the best ways to get more engagement in your post is make sure you're posting it at a time when your audience is, is up and on the computer. So if you post at two o'clock in the morning and all your connections are in London and the chances are half of those people, you know, most of those people are going to be asleep. So between two and four o'clock in the morning, which is that that sweet spot, that two hours the algorithm's looking for, um, you're not going to get much engagement. So that that post probably going to bomb. And then what you want to do is when people are engaging. So if you post at seven o'clock in the morning, the peak time is around eight o'clock. If you go in an hour before, you're getting in before everybody else is posting. Then you've got two hours. So that's seven till nine. People are going to be there. And then if you're asking questions, people are going to start commenting and that drives the algorithm forward. So be aware of the times you post and also make sure that you keep commenting to drive discussion. Do videos help the algorithm? Oh, sorry. I'm just reading from the chat. But, um... No, no, no. Uh, videos, videos are good. Videos are great for building relationships and great for getting your face out there. But videos aren't as strong as posts. Um, so you, you never get as much engagement on a video as you do on a, a photo post. Um, but they are good for building better relationships. And funny enough, you know, if you're putting videos out, out and I do a lot of lives, people actually start to recognize you because they can see you all the time, you know. So I, if I go to like a, a photography convention or something, I'll have loads of people come up to me and know my name and know who I am because they've seen me but i don't know them because i don't see them in the newsfeed because they don't post their own personal pictures or they don't post videos so by getting yourself out there you really do stand out so video is good and i would definitely get video out there with the rule of thumb with video is if you haven't got a lot of following if if you're not regular on linkedin then keep your videos down to around 30 seconds as you get more following and you build more trust, people will ultimately put more time into you. So imagine if I'm scrolling through news feeds and I see this person who I've never seen that before and I look and I see it's a five-minute video, we're all time hungry and I think, I don't know who this person, can I be bothered to listen to five minutes? But I'd probably bother to listen to 20 seconds or 30 seconds if the headline looked really interesting and drew me in. So even with a video, have a headline, have some content about what the video is about in your post, and then put the video. So always encourage discussion on every post you make. Wrap up every post with a question at the, at the end of it. And then when people comment, reply to those comments. So if you have 10 comments and then you go back in and reply, that will show the algorithm 20 comments. Even those 10 of those are yours replying. The algorithm doesn't mind because the algorithm wants discussion. It wants interaction because it knows the more people that are interacting and dis discussing, 
the longer they're actually inside LinkedIn. Um, so that's why it favors this discussion because it keeps people on the platform for longer. Post the peak times, like I said, so the peak times uh, usually sort of like seven till 9 a.m. Lunch times, 12 till one, two o'clock. And then um, evenings, maybe, you know, 4.30 to 6 p.m. So people go back in just as they're finishing up from the working day. Because a lot of people, you tell uh, LinkedIn is a lot of the content on LinkedIn is viewed through desktop computers because it's okay to check your LinkedIn at work where it might not be okay to, you know, you might be sneakily checking your Facebook under the desk with your mobile phone because it's not a work platform. Um, but people tend to do it, you know, first thing in the morning before they start on a lunchtime and then just before they finish for the end of the day. For me, it doesn't really make much of a difference because I, I work across lots of different time zones. For me, I try to post around two, three o'clock in the afternoon because that I do have a strong US market um, as well as Australia and New Zealand. So uh, for me, if I do early in the morning, a lot of my customers in the UK might still be in bed. And also utilize industry hashtags for the companies that you want to try and target. We talked about those at the very beginning. Look for your ideal client's content and comment on their posts. So if there's people you'd love to work with or brands or companies that you'd love to work with, start following these people and start looking at their content and discussing. That's how I actually became a, a brand ambassador for Olympus Cameras, by just contacting and, and talking and discussing. And then the opportunity came my way. You know, if, if you can get in front of people, if you can build relationships, it's, you know, that so much opportunity can come your way, especially when you're just being genuine. Search, connect and grow. So what you need to do is connect daily with the ideal types of people that you want to be doing business with. Now, unlike Facebook, you can't narrow down people who are interested in dogs or people who are dog owners. But you can be a little bit clever and you can start firstly connecting with dog related businesses or dog related brands or brands that are relevant to dog owners or outdoor clothing companies because a lot of outdoor enthusiasts are also dog owners too so try and connect so look at these companies and then look at the type of people who are connected to these companies and commenting on their content also linkedin has linkedin groups and there'll be linkedin groups for everything there's linkedin groups for photography for dog owners for new mums that sort of stuff. So look in LinkedIn groups and see the type of people who are connecting and commenting there and then connect with people there. Use LinkedIn search to target companies and industries that are relevant to your, to your niche with multiple job levels in that industry. So if you connect with a, I don't know, um, say a dog, uh, a dog accessories company and you connect with the CEO, Connect with other people in that company as well, because they're going to be connected with other people within the dog industry or pet related people too. So connect on multiple levels. Send personalized messages to key personnel as well. So if you want to connect with a big brand, big pet related brand, then send a personalized message. You can send a personalized message with every connection request you send on LinkedIn, but that message is limited to 300 characters. Never make your personalized message salesy Always make it fun, lighthearted. Hi, my name's Dave. I'm a pet photographer. I noticed we're in this same industry. I'm a dog lover too. 
I'd love to connect and support each other's content. Some of them are as simple as that, but it will make you stand out because most people don't use personalized messages. And keep your connection request to around 25 per day. So try and connect with around 25 people per day. If you start going higher than that, LinkedIn will say, oh, you're connecting with more people than average. And then once you get at over about 100, it'll probably block you for the rest of the week. And then you'll have to wait till the following week to reset. Uh, even if you go for a LinkedIn premium account, you're still going to struggle to get past 150 connections per week. And search for opportunity. Now, this is something that is part of my mentoring program I work with. And I work with photographers. I tell them constantly to search for opportunity. We're at a time where we have more opportunity available to us than ever in the history of photography. Yes, there's more, there's more photographers out there. There's more competition out there. But most of that competition is at the very bottom end of the market. If you create a premium brand and you have a premium offering and you specialize, that moves you away from the bottom end of the market. And then the opportunity is there if you reach out. You can literally connect and speak to any single person in the world. As when you come from a position of authenticity, when you're doing something that is genuinely good for both parties or of mutual benefit, then the magic starts to happen. I write for photography magazines. I get paid writing sometimes for photography magazines. I create, uh, I, I um, speak for at events. I am um, ambassador for several um, photography brands. Um, um, I work with photography associations. And all of this has come from connecting, reaching out and speaking to people within the industry. And there's, oh yeah, Jeff, we'd love to, we'd love to have you on. We'd love you to get this. When you do something and you do position yourself um, and look for opportunity, then it snowballs. So obviously, I originally met Nicole. She'd seen me through uh, PhotoBizX. So I worked with Andrew from PhotoBizX. And then Nicole's, well, would you like to come and do something for me? This, this happens. So when you start putting yourself out there and looking for opportunity, more opportunity comes your way. So that I work for, I tell them to, you know, that I work with, I say, think outside the box. Because when you get your first magazine article written on for a, a pet magazine on how to take great photographs of your dog with your iPhone or 10 top tips to get your dog to stop pulling on the lead. Then somebody reads that who owns another dog photography, a dog magazine or owns a dog blog and says, oh, Michelle, can you, uh, can you do some content for us? We'll pay you $300 per, per blog. Or, oh, would you like to come on our podcast? Oh, actually, we have a, a, dog, um, a dog brand. We make uh, these harnesses. Um, We'd like to send you a few in the post. Is that okay? And then you could start promoting them. Funny enough, I had a guy just last week says, Jeff, I create these tablets for photographers for editing um, photographs. Um, they're about four or five hundred pounds. I'd like to send you one in the post just to get that into your hands. Talk next week about how we can work together. That is opportunity, you know, but he would never have seen me if I hadn't put myself out there. So you need to set a time each week to contact magazines and podcasts relevant to your niche. Influencers, people who have a big following because their followers might be your ideal followers as well. Groups and associations, so pet groups, pet associations. Ambassadors and brand representatives. 
collaboration partners, people who you can work with. So when I had uh, the, the portrait studio, we had a lot of collaborations with dog groomers. So dog groomers would give vouchers out on our behalf um, for, for um, a pet portrait in our studio, and then they would get a commission on the actual sales. So it's great for creating collaboration partners. Industry events. How many pet-related industry events are there? You know, like likes of things like crufts and uh, dog shows, and the, there's lots of stuff that you can get in front of. So don't just don't just think right. I've got to grow my LinkedIn profile. I've got to grow my Instagram. Got to grow my Facebook. Work with people who already have a huge following. Build relationships, and then their followers start becoming your followers. Yes, I've got you know I've got probably over hundred thousand followers across my social media. But I didn't connect with every single one of those individually. A lot of those came from magazines, from podcasts, from ambassadorships through collaboration partners. Use other people's authority to help grow your authority and drive opportunity into your business. And this is available to anybody if you reach out. So take time each week to do this. Right? The worst anybody can say is no. But if you come from a genuine place of it, of authenticity and it's going to be a collaboration that's both good for both parties you're saying well i can create some great content that your readers will find really inspiring um and i'll do it for free all right great so the magazine says yeah page article one of my food photographers emma dunham who will see an example of her linkedin profile in a bit she's just written for a magazine 10 whole pages in a magazine if you paid for that, that would be about £2,000 per page. She approached, they said yes. They give her the opportunity. They give her an unlimited character and says, yeah, give us, we, we love content. We want content. And then when she wrote for that magazine, she got approached by somebody else. And then she got approached by a podcast. It's all about getting yourself out there. Diane's got a question in the chat. She says, who's considered an influencer on LinkedIn? How many followers? What engagement so, rate? So basically, companies are looking for all different levels. It's not It's not really to do with um, sort of followers, although followers does make a big difference. You know, when you've got a big, a big number, it, it's to do with the quality of the content. And um, I've spoke to a lot of photography brands, incidentally, because that's who, you know, my within the uh, photography industry, and a lot of brands likes of I know Sony and um, Canon and Olympus, who are, who are, I'm an ambassador for, um, and now looking at what are called micro and um, mini influencers, people with smaller followings, not people with two million followers, because the people with smaller followings are more authentic, they're more realistic, they're more reachable. So when you can start connecting with these smaller people who are who have a mission, who have a passion and engage. It's not so, not so much the numbers, it's the quality of engagement on the content. So if you have somebody who's, I don't know, maybe owns a, a dog, or has a, a rescue charity or somebody who owns a, um, a dog accessories company and they're constantly posting content, but it's getting really, really good engagement, then those people are effectively an influencer, really, because they're influencing what other people do. They, you know, they're inspiring, they're influencing, they're authentic, authentic, non-salesy content that 
engages their audience. So that's what you're looking for. You're not necessarily looking for the huge figures. You're looking for the quality engagement. So one thing you need to do is create your niche company pages on LinkedIn. And this is something we deep dive into in the LinkedIn domination program. And your company page is like a mini website on LinkedIn. It gives a lot more additional visibility for your brand. You can create company pages for each niche. So if you're a, a pet photographer, but you also do headshots, then you can have a headshots company page within your profile. And you can also have a dog photography company page as well. So it allows you to split niches out without diluting your offering. So your main profile would be dog photography. Then you could have a company page for dog photography and a company page for headshot photography. Then you can invite your connections to follow your company page. Each month, you to invite 250 of your connections to follow your pages. Um, so you can invite 250 in a one hour, or you can do that maybe 10 people per day over the course of the month. And then, then the beginning of the next month, that will be set to another 250. You can post regular content to your company page that is relevant from your uh, from your actual profile so if some of your content on your profile is about dog photography sharing um you know stories about some of the shoots that you've done sharing testimonials sharing some of the new products uh, wall art albums that sort of stuff then put that onto your company page as well if one of your personal posts is about a cheesecake that you made at the weekend then that's not really relevant to your company page so just leave that on your on your personal profile what I do is I don't rewrite for my company page. Uh, I have somebody do some posts for me for my company page, uh, but I leave them little voice clips and then they just type them up and, and write them for me. But most of my company page stuff is copy. It's usually top tips and stuff that's relevant to me talking about growing a photography business. And then that goes onto my company page. My more personal stuff will just stay on my personal page. But with a company page, you can be a bit more salesy. You can share offers. You can show behind the scenes stuff. You can showcase some of your um, your products. And when you grow to 150 followers or more, you can then start what's called a LinkedIn newsletter. So LinkedIn newsletters are relatively new. Hardly anybody uses them. I've got a LinkedIn newsletter. So if you go over to my profile, the photographer's mentor, and then you click on the photographer's mentor company page, which I'll show you when we go to my profile. You can actually subscribe to my newsletter, and I do a bi weekly newsletter. And people get a notification in their LinkedIn profile that I've created um, a new newsletter, and they'll also get an email as well. So it's a great way of getting eyes on your content. Give your newsletter a name and then give it a mission. So your newsletter could be something like, um, uh, Boston dog owners or days of great days out with your dog for Boston dog owners or something like that. And that is the point of your newsletter. It, it helps motivates and inspires dog owners to have great days out and create fantastic memories. So your newsletter could talk about top five dog friendly pubs in your area, uh, top five best uh, dog walks to do in under an hour on your lunch break with your dog. <laughs> Um, top tips on how to stop your dog pulling, how to get your dog to sit, reviewing dog-related products, talking about dog businesses in your areas. Yes, there's this great new dog groomers 
go in, take some pictures of the dog groomers, get a bit of an interview, create that as a, as a, as a newsletter as well. And these will also go out as, as social media posts. This all helps build relationships and get you seen within the industry. Commit to fortnightly updates. I think weekly is too often and monthly. People might start to forget about you. So if you do a buy week, if it's a decent size one, you can also create it and copy it across to your website, and make it into a blog. And then if it's a long newsletter, you can break that down into little, um, little posts and make that as a social media post. You actually froze for a bit there. Did you say monthly is not often enough and weekly is too much? Were you saying bi-monthly? That's where it kind of froze up. Yeah, yeah. So commit to so for, for, fortnightly, bi-monthly. Yeah. And then, what, you know, when you've done that, you can, you can. You're muted. Hey, Jeff, I accidentally muted you. I was trying to mute myself. <laughs> You'll have to unmute yourself. Got you. Am I unmuted now? Can you hear yes, me? yes. Cool, cool. Yeah, so so when, when you write this newsletter, it's a bit like blogs. You know, a lot of people think, oh, God, I'd... writing a blog is such a chore, but it's not when you think about it. You know, if you do a newsletter and it's a 2,000-character newsletter or 2,000-word uh, newsletter or something like that, break it down. So right, I'm going to write... 250 words every other day for the next two weeks. Now, then that newsletter, it can also become a blog. So you publish it as a LinkedIn newsletter, it can become a blog. Now, what I say is, you know, once you've done it as a blog, then you can break down that segment into social media posts. So if it's the top five dog pubs, dog friendly pubs in your area, then that becomes five posts because each one of those pubs get an individual post as a review. Some of the tricks that I do is I think about content in advance. So I might think, right, I'm going to write, um, I'm going to write um, a load of, in fact, my next post, uh, newsletter post is about websites. I've got a photography website business. We do a lot of websites for dog photographers. And that is something that we're talking about in this newsletter that's getting published on Friday. But ahead in advance so what i'll do is i'll create something that might be for a magazine so i'll write an article i'll i'll then offer that article to a magazine a magazine says, oh great thanks jeff yeah we will have that i give that to that magazine for three months so they have that i don't publish it anywhere else the magazine has it after three months then that becomes a newsletter it then becomes a blog then it breaks down into social media posts so if it was nine top tips to having a uh, a website that drives, you know, drives visitors to your website and turns websites visitors into customers. Each one of those tips would then become a social media post, and then quite often I'll get these articles made into PDFs, really nice brochures on Fiverr, and then they become what's called IP, intellectual property, and the great for giving away or using as lead magnets. I have about ninety of these brochures and articles that have been professionally designed for like 20 pounds on Fiverr. They look really good. It elevates your brand. It helps promote you as a thought leader, somebody who knows what they're talking about. It looks really professional. So think about it. You're not just writing a newsletter. You're writing potential content for your social media. You're writing a potential blog. You're writing something that could go to magazines or other leading blogs, you know, top blogs. I've been paid 
three to five hundred pounds for producing blogs for big industry blogs. So they will pay for you to do that. I don't do it for the money, really. I do it more for the recognition and the following. You know, if I get paid for it, it's a bonus. So share your offers and resources through your LinkedIn newsletters. We receive notifications every time uh, you produce a new newsletter. So they'll get a notification in their email and they'll also receive a notification through their LinkedIn profile. And I guarantee this is something your competitors will not be doing on LinkedIn. Now, another way to build your reputation is to go live on LinkedIn to build your reputation because people just don't do it. You can apply for a LinkedIn live account through Create Mode, and we'll see this at the very end of this slide. Then you can connect it to something like StreamYard. You can't go live on LinkedIn just by going live on LinkedIn. You need a third-party app. StreamYard's about the cheapest um, and has a host of really good features so you can personalize it and upload, upload your logo. And then you can bring people in and interview people. So I regularly go live on LinkedIn and I bring in other people within the industry. And my lives are all about inspiring, helping and motivating photographers. So you can then, once you've done that, you can partner up with people to share that content and share that advice. So it ultimately helps grow your following even more. So we'll go over to my LinkedIn profile. So he's just a little bit about me. Uh, so this is me, Jeff Brown, the photographer's mentor. You can connect with me on Facebook. Just search Jeff Brown, photographer's mentor. And if you have any questions, I always leave little voice clips through Messenger. Search for me on LinkedIn. My website is thephotographersmentor.com. And I also have another website, which is websites. Uh, we build websites for photographers called thephotographersuite.com. And I have three best-selling books, one on goal setting, one on LinkedIn there, and one on how to create a website that uh, converts visitors into customers. They're all available on Amazon in both paperback and hardback. And remember that we're doing this two-day event in June um, and uh, where we're offering a discount for Hair of the Dog Academy members. So you can get $100 off the cost of this two-day LinkedIn domination workshop where we'll go through everything, how to personalize your profile, how to write the content, how to create your written content, how to set up your company pages, how to fill in your experience sections, uh, what type of content, um, when to post your content, how to schedule a content, everything you need to become a LinkedIn uh, influencer and really build a wealth network through LinkedIn. Like I said, LinkedIn is such a powerful platform. And sure. And I'll go over to LinkedIn and just bring this down. Yeah, someone asked if you could share your profile, which I know we can connect yeah. with you, but if you can show us. And I'll give you a few little examples. I'll just show you what I, what I mean. It's always slow when, uh, when you're doing a live. Yeah. Now, he's one of the interesting things that you might not know about LinkedIn. You know, all the content that you see on the LinkedIn newsfeed, all of this content here, there's 875 million users on LinkedIn, probably about 900 million now. Um, only around 30 million of those have what's called fully optimized profiles. So at the end of the LinkedIn domination workshop that we'll do, 
I'll get you to have a fully optimized profile. So only fully optimized profile. So those those 30 million are showing up more in the LinkedIn search results than the other 870 million people. But he's the key bit. All the content that you see in the LinkedIn news feed is created by 1% of the 900 million people that are on there. So only 1% of people on LinkedIn are creating the content. So LinkedIn is an extremely low competition platform. It's easy to get seen and it's easy to get a big following because people watch, people read, people look at LinkedIn, but most people are a bit frightened or apprehensive or like a lot of people said at the very start of this this uh, this webinar, I've got a LinkedIn profile, but I don't know what I'm doing. So because people don't understand what they're doing, that puts them off creating content. But so it's quite easy to get out there. So you can see, you know, 56,000. My profile is all about helping photographers. So it's Jeff Brown, the photographer's mentor, helping photographers become the go-to photographer in their niche and achieve the success they deserve. Now, if we come down the profile here, here is talking about telling stories. So, you know, sort of engagement here. This is the featured section. So in my featured section here, obviously I've got this one talks about my new position as president of the British Institute of Professional Photography. Um, that I've put that there because that helps um, <clears throat> build my my uh, sort of authority on LinkedIn. Now here, this is for my website company, uh, the Photographer Suite, and it's um, it's a brochure. So if I talk about photography websites on LinkedIn and I do a post about it, I know that if I put a link in there to the Photographer Suite, LinkedIn won't like that because it doesn't want people going to that website because they're leaving LinkedIn. So I can just say in the post, if you're interested in um, you know, a new website from the photographer suite, go up to my featured section and you can download the, pro the, the brochure. So if you've got a great brochure, stick it in here. Now I can talk about my books and that takes you to my Amazon um, author page. I talk about my mentoring program. Here's my mentoring brochure there. And that's just uh, uploaded directly into LinkedIn. So I can just say, download my full brochure. Most people who book calls, so I get a load of people coming to this bit here. And I'll say, you know, if you're interested in taking your photography business to the next level, why not book a 30 minute free advice call with me? Head over to my um, featured section and click on the book a free call. So they click on this here and it takes them to my online calendar. And then they just go down and, and book a time. Now, the amount of people, I probably get about four or five people a week who have clicked on this, but they've also read this. So by the time I come to have a call with them, they're pre-qualified, they understand what I'm all about, they know what my program costs, they know what the program involves, they just want to know whether I'm the type of person they want to work with. So this is very, very powerful. I can just put these in little comments at the bottom of each post without actually um, doing anything salesy. So I'm just leaving it up to people. Uh, so here's uh, like a post I did yesterday, um, which was uh, announcing that my ambassadorship with OM Systems
And you see how that's really nicely spaced out. And at the very end, I put my hashtags, I put click on and follow my LinkedIn hashtag. And then I've got my hashtags that are relevant to the post. Don't do more than five hashtags. LinkedIn doesn't like lots of hashtags. It's not like Instagram. Um, so like I said, it's all about telling stories. So here's it about five minutes before I did. Um, I came on here. I put this post up, which was, and there's my headline. Bet you can't guess who this is. Right, and this is really embarrassing. Right, you've seen how I look now. <laughs> this was this was me. Look at that hair. Oh my god, back in 1987, and this was me meeting uh, Prince Charles when I set up my first ever business. At, uh, we we set up at 14 year old, but met Prince Charles at 17 when we got a Prince's Trust grant. So I told a story here, and I talk about that. Uh, you know how I've always been creative. I failed at school because I was dyslexic. I actually got kicked out of school, left with zero qualifications, but at least I had my passion. And then I certainly believe that passion will outstrip qualifications any day. If you have passion, talent, and hunger, hunger to succeed, you can achieve whatever you desire. Would you agree? And then obviously I'm starting to get comments already. You know, <laughs> So then I'm going <laughs> to, is that Amulet? They're back now. <laughs> so all these people, I can actually go in and I'm going to um, respond to these and get chatting with these people. So it's a great way to um, have a conversation. You know, just, just don't be afraid to, to put stuff out there. You know, be authentic, be yourself. Now we'll just go over to profile again. And uh, we're talking about creator mode. Somebody asked about creator mode. Didn't they? So this is the resources section. So I've got creator mode switched on. So you go to resources, you will click on creator mode here. This is where you also apply for your LinkedIn Live, LinkedIn newsletters and audio events. You see, I've got them all switched on anyway. And this is where you add your hashtags. So I have photography and photography business, but remember the reason I'm using photography hashtags is because I'm trying to appeal to photographers. Um, so if you look at, we used uh, Karen's, uh, yeah, we used Karen's profile as an example earlier on. Karen's one of my photographers on board my program. Karen is now, I think, the most expensive photographer in her county. She built up a huge following on LinkedIn. She's got 13,000 followers. So this, you see hers is all about her ideal client and does your headshot stop the scroll? I create outstanding headshots that are guaranteed to get you noticed and stop the scroll. So she's not selling the image. She's selling what the images do. She talks about headshots, marketing, content marketing, personal branding, and corporate branding. Can't see the word photography in there because she's not trying to connect to photographers. Um, try and think of a... Chris is a lovely guy. Um, met Chris quite a few times, and uh, Chris is doing really well on LinkedIn. In fact, my last uh, in-person um, uh, event, which was the Society of Photographers event in London, Chris was actually there when I was doing a presentation on LinkedIn, and I used LinkedIn. Uh, I asked uh, Chris to, to say a few words uh, because he was at the, the presentation. So you know, this is Chris's profile. Uh, Chris Miller, the dog lovers photographer, providing dog lovers incredible memories of their dog being themselves. 
a true personality in emotive photography. Follow Dog Lovers Photographer for more. And he talks about dog, dogs, pet, dog lovers, dogs of LinkedIn. And his profile is all about, you know, creating amazing memories and having an amazing time with your dog. Um, so LinkedIn is fantastic for uh, Chris. He says he gets so much business from LinkedIn and he's getting the right type of clients, his ideal clients on LinkedIn. Um, I'll give you an example. I, I mentioned this, this lady before, Emma Dunham. Uh, Emma has built a huge following on LinkedIn, so much so that she's now become a, not only as a food photographer, she's now a food mentor. Uh, and just based in Brighton to having clients all over the world. Um, Writes for magazine. She did that 10-page issue for magazine a couple of months ago. She's now got her own best-selling book out here that we've worked on together. Um, she's been at speaking events. All this has come from her visibility on LinkedIn. Emma had 75 followers. She's now got 12,000. So anybody got any other questions while we're on the, um, the profile? I don't see any coming through, but there were a handful of questions towards the end that I didn't jump in quick enough. So if you have a couple okay. extra minutes, to, if you want to close out of your screen and you can catch up on the chat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back. So I think starting with Julianne, let's see, or we got that one, let's see. Jessica's asking, just to clarify, you share the same post to your company page. That was when you were on your personal page. Yeah, so if it's relevant to sort of business, then I'll put that on, on there. So if it's like a top tip or a bit of advice, if it's like, um, you know, just me sharing some photographs of, my travel to um, Europe last week, then I'll not put that on my business page, on my company page, because it's not business related. But if I'm talking about maybe a client that I've worked with or giving a, a top tip on how to promote your photography brand or what you should put on your photography website, then I'll also share that onto my company page, but I'll not do it on the same day. I'll do that um, um, about two or three days later. So I do it on my, my profile first. And then about three days later, I'll put it onto my company page because what that does is just giving that extra bit of time in the news feed. It's, it's allowing people to see me twice. And Julianne is asking, if you are sharing links, are you able, are you sharing other people's LinkedIn links or websites? So one of the best things to do is it, with LinkedIn is don't share. If, if it's out, as a general rule of thumb, if it's outside of LinkedIn, don't share it. Um, so if you're, if you refer into other businesses, then tag them in on LinkedIn. If you want to tag in another business on LinkedIn or refer to that business, go to that business's company page and follow the company page first. You have to follow a company page in order to tag it into your post. And if you want to tag a person in, you have to be connected with that person. So you've got to tag, you know, be uh, have that connection request, and then you can do the at sign and type that person's name. It will come up. So you can say, 
this week I had a great meeting with at Dave Miller and then you, Dave Miller would come up from K9 Designs and um, Pet Groomers and then you would tag in his company page because you follow his company page. So that way you've tagged the person in and you've tagged that company page. Now what that will do when you put your post out, it's also going to register with the people who follow that company page and also Dave's followers as well. So it's increasing the overall organic reach of that particular piece of content. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. And then last question, Ashley is asking about, she says, a lot of great info. Will the LinkedIn two-day program be recorded if we're not able to attend the live? Yes, yes. So we'll be recording it. Obviously, with the live, you get to put your questions to me directly uh, over the two days. Um, but yes, it will be recorded, and then you can you can have the re the recorded version. And then if you you know if you struggle with anything, then you can always message me directly. So if you do have, if we connected on LinkedIn and you you do go through the program, and then you have any questions, just drop me a message. I always say message me either Facebook or LinkedIn because that way I can do voice clips. Um, Emails that take a little bit longer to respond to because I've got to type. It's much easier doing a voice clip. Well, that was a lot of fantastic information. I'm one that's always used it in a very traditional corporate sense. I left the corporate world in 2016 <laughs> and, you know, it's all my professional background and I've always been careful not to post anything personal. So it's just refreshing to see all the new ways LinkedIn can be used. It, it's funny, you know, because the more you get your confidence, the more you realize that we're all just people, we're all just humans. And I got I got a, an opportunity to to speak at a, a big event in London back in March. And I was, you know, I've got, I do a lot of photography events. I speak to a lot of photographers from around the world. I do, um, uh, you know, lots of stuff amongst other photographers. So I'm quite confident doing that. I'm quite confident coming on webinars like this or doing an in-person photography training event. However, a company called Photo Studios asked me if I'd come and be chair of their big event in London and speak. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. And then I said, so who's going to be there? And they went, oh, well, you'll be on stage with Amazon, Bowden, Phillips, Selfridges, all these big names. And then suddenly my confidence was like, oh, right. Yeah, because because of all these fancy names and you know people with big job titles and people in suits. <laughs> That, that scared me a little bit, but I went down to the con the conference and a couple of people who I was going to be interviewing as chair at the conference had messaged me a few days before, people with big, big titles, you know, um, and says, Jeff, can we can we do like a, just a little meetup on Zoom before the conference? Because I'm a little bit nervous, I'm a little bit apprehensive, you know, and it doesn't matter what somebody's job title is, we're all human and we all have things that we can relate to. And I think that... Um, authenticity and that reality you know when you can connect with people on that level you can't do that with a salesy post but you can do that when you're when you're yourself so i think that is the key to real success is just being yourself being authentic make people laugh make people smile and inspire people that's the real key awesome you're getting a lot of thank yous in the chat i don't know if you caught all those People are very yeah, confused. Yeah. I saw somebody say StreamYard. Yeah, StreamYard is is one of the best ones. I know some of the, the live streaming software is like $80 a month, but StreamYard is only about $25, and that's all you need. The thing with StreamYard as well is you can go through multiple um, 
platform so you can stream to LinkedIn at the same time you stream live stream into your Facebook group or your Facebook page and your YouTube as well. So so that's great. Well, great. Thank you. We'll have more information in the Circle community just about the live seminar, and I'm sure you'll get emails about it as well. So if you have any questions, let us know. Thanks, everyone. Brilliant. And uh, oh, don't forget ahead. to connect with me and um, look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hair of the Dog podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes. One last thing. If you are ready to dive into more resources, head over to our website at www.hairofthedogacademy.com. Thanks for being a part of this pet photography community.